This is Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bacon. This is the place where people from all walks of life share their anxiety stories to remind you that you are not alone. If you have an anxiety story you'd like to share, contact us at anxietycanada.com slash ouranxietystories. This is John Bateman, and you're listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast, which can be found at anxietycanada.com or in any of your popular uh, podcast platforms. Today, I'm talking to Ebony Fisher. Ebony is a queer singer, songwriter, actor, and mental health advocate. Hey, Ebony. Oh, hey. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, so we we always start off the show asking the same I guess it's not a basic question, but the same question. Uh, what's your anxiety story? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I've been living with like general anxiety probably for the past 10 years now. Um, I was first diagnosed when I was 13 with social anxiety. And then um, growing up, it kind of just changed into generalized anxiety. But yeah. <laughs> so you were, you said you were initially diagnosed when you were 13 mm-hmm. um did you have indicators before that or did, you, did your family family have indicators before that um I'd say probably I was always like a really shy kid and I kept to myself um probably just because I got bullied a lot when I was younger so mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. stuck with me and then as I was entering adolescence um a whole myriad of problems joined with it and anxiety yeah. is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I wonder um, because anxiety can manifest in so many different ways uh, externally, you know, how we show it. Um, you know, mine is I, I kind of get quiet. Um, so would you say that that's probably what you, you said you're quiet? Would you say that's that's probably uh, was a manifestation or, or how you exhibited anxiety? Um, I think... Nowadays, I'm a lot better at um, controlling it and uh, like handling it. But definitely when I was really struggling in the past, I would get quiet or, you know, just like leave the room and do my own thing. Sometimes it would lead to a panic attack. Sometimes it would just like fizzle off. Mm -hmm. But mainly Um, like just getting quiet and really awkward right and and so that happened that would happen at school yeah it happened in school it would happen at like parties even right I just all of a sudden my social battery would run out and I'd just be sitting in the corner being weird so I'm interested talking about that social battery is that Mm -hmm. uh is that sort of energy like is that social energy and and you know because I experienced that you Mm -hmm. know I do I do stuff where I'm talking on stage or I'm talking on a podcast I talk a lot Mm -hmm. and yeah I have this battery that runs out and it can lead to kind of those anxious feelings is that is that the kind of thing that you experience yeah just Mm -hmm. um I would say I'm like an extrovert of introvert so anytime that I'm around a bunch of people it it kind of just drains my energy I love it and I love being around people but um there comes a point in time where I need to recoup and collect myself again and um yeah be within my own energy instead of other people's completely were your um were your parents aware of what was going on um 
Yeah, I think so. So I grew up with just a single mom. Right. And yeah, she was definitely aware, but she had me as a teenager and probably didn't know how to deal. Mm -hmm. So she was aware, but there wasn't really many um, actions put in place to help me with my mental health until I reached adulthood and I kind of had to figure it out myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it's still not, I mean, you know, it's getting better, but we're still, you know, I, you have to, or we have to try and educate parents just as much yeah. you know, at the potential that these kind of things can happen and, and, and what to look for. And a lot of parents, at least from the people that I know and my experience, a lot of parents are very like stubborn, weirdly, and refuse to for some reason they just have like this negative connotation with getting help and seeking therapy mm -hmm. or taking medication and actually admitting that there is a problem mm -hmm. and it's like i don't see why i'm perfectly open and honest about getting help for things and... oh for sure and uh it like i say it's changing thank goodness because when i was younger it was the same it was really stigmatized mm -hmm. um luckily i had a fairly enlightened mum. Um, so she helped me out quite a bit from a young age. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've got kids who are 16 and 19 and they definitely have, you know, a better handle, you know, there's, there's counselors in their school and they, you know, kids go and talk to them if they need to, or they, you know, they've, they've asked, you know, kids ask for help with counselors nowadays. Did you have counselor experience when you're in school or did you just kind of handle this yourself? Um, I kind of handled it myself. Um, I started doing online school and like homeschooling myself when I was just entering grade nine. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have a counselor to go to. I kind of just did everything on my own. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Um, yeah. Because some people I've talked to some people who just do I, you know, at what point did it get? I, I guess I'm wondering what point did you realize it and actually identify that you had an anxiety problem how did you come across that information you know because so often people they have this feeling mm -hmm. or they have this behavior and they don't they don't know what it is they can't identify it because at the young age we're, we're learning all this mm -hmm. so at what point did you feel like you know uh-oh there's yeah. something going on here so probably when i was around 11 to 13 it was a really rough transitional period of my life and I was moving from Toronto to Vancouver um, all by myself my mom stayed in Toronto and I just lived with some family members oh my goodness yeah <laughs> and I was starting a new school and it was high school and it was a lot going on and I developed a lot of other mental health issues and in the process of getting diagnosed with those things I was talking about bullying and just um, how I function and they wrote down social anxiety on the page and kind of just hmm. left, it, left it with that. Yeah. Uh, also, this was the time where like Tumblr <laughs> was really popular. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody around my age group was kind of already talking and sharing their experiences with mental health. And we kind of just had to navigate it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how would you say you, well, first of all, I guess I'm curious because you know, you mentioned bullying, social media. Um, that's a whole 
different level of bullying that I didn't experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, did it, did it, I mean, you don't have to go into details, you know, but did it, uh, did it manifest online or was it, was it in person? Did you have it in school? Yeah. Um, so both, Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the first time I can remember was grade one, I would get bullied. I honestly can't remember what they were even saying other than I know I was bullied for my skin color mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just in grade one and throughout elementary school, I would make myself sick to avoid going to school. And then my mom caught on to the fact that I wasn't actually sick. I was just making myself sick. Yeah. And yeah, that manifested and it was just a bunch of moving schools and moving across the country back and forth. And then in my first and last year of public high school, um, I got bullied in real life mm. and then I moved on to social media and started doing online school. And then it kind of just followed me for a little bit of time. Right. How did you, how did you deal with it? How did you deal with bullying um, sort of throughout your school life anyway? So when I was younger, um, I don't think I really did deal with it. I kind of just tried to hide and run away from it. Um, And then, yeah, growing up, it kind of, unfolded into me not knowing how to deal with it. So I would take it out of myself and I struggled with self-harm and -hmm. and depression and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then, yeah, uh, I guess around grade nine is when I was like, you know what, I'm cutting this out and I just did online school. So I, so that really helped avoid it. And yeah, it really did help. I was able to graduate almost two years early and, Oh, excellent. Start my life for myself without all this school. Stuff. For sure. So it kind of pushed you towards a greater independence. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's that's incredible because, you know, um, for me, it was kind of the opposite. I, I became kind of, you know, more of a homebody, more, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it wasn't really about independence. And, you know, I, I got fearful of even you know, thought of living alone was, was too much for me. Um, I, I guess what, uh, another thing I'm curious about is because you are a performer. Mm-hmm. Where did that start for you? Was that in school that you started doing that? No. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. I think I've just always been doing like artistic stuff. I started writing songs when I was four years old and then I would perform them in my living room for my family and mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. And then, yeah, I would always be doing talent shows and in the drama class. And kind of around the time I was maybe 16, I started putting out music on the internet for the first time. And yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of gone from there. I mean, somehow somewhere along the line, you know, you've, you've become sort of, I, I gather acting is your vocation. Like that's what you do, acting and singing. You make money doing that. So somewhere along the line, it really ramped up for you. Like, I, I yeah. So I find that a lot of people get confused. You know, you mentioned introverts and extroverts. Um, and a lot of people get confused that somebody who appears to be an extrovert can have anxiety or depression um, or self or any of those things. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. um, how does it, it, do you, within your process, when you're singing, you know, when you're putting something out there, because you're putting yourself out there, you know, oh. especially mm -hmm. you're posting stuff online, you know, your, your songs, your whatever acting you do, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, how do you have any experiences of, you know, of anxiety during your performance? Um, you know, if you're doing an acting gig, if you're getting ready for a big day acting or singing, does anxiety manifest for you when you're doing that? Yeah, 100%. I think for acting, not as much just because um, I'm kind of like playing a different character. So it doesn't manifest as much when I'm doing that. But definitely when I'm singing and doing a show and performing in front of people. Um, it's really nerve wracking. I feel like it's more anxiety inducing the smaller the crowd because it's more intimate and right. Of and course. I'm sharing such a vulnerable part of myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting, uh, you know, differentiation that I I've never really thought about that or that hasn't been, you know, brought up to me with other people I've spoken to that are, you know, actors. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that concept of being somebody else. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you have to really immerse yourself in that, but it's, you know, it's just interesting that you can, you have that ability, mm -hmm. you know, you have that ability to, maybe you have anxiety in that morning or maybe, you know, but just before they say action or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you become that other person who doesn't have anxiety. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, a trauma response where I'm just, as soon as they say action, I'm like, okay, I'm not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Handy. If only you could do that for your whole life, but that, you know, that yeah. just probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, do you do you ever uh do you have you ever endeavored, have you ever thought about, you know, portraying somebody that's that's had the same kind of mental health issues that you've dealt with? Yeah, I I mean, well, I lived that life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, but I think every type of work I do I always want to bring a bit of like me and my story into it mm -hmm. um just because I want to raise awareness and yeah I I feel like uh mental health and self-harm and depression and eating disorders everything is still so stigmatized and as much as people do talk about it there's still this cloud of shame <laughs> that's kind of in the air and people don't like getting into specifics for whatever reasons. And yeah, I just feel like the more you talk about it, the more you're open with it and um, yeah, carry it with you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I am um, more change will happen. <laughs> well, I mean, for a long time, I, you know, as the same, I don't know where you're at, you know, if you meet somebody or you're talking to somebody, you know, how, how quickly, you know, you introduce into the conversation or when it comes up that I have a mental health issue that I have anxiety that it, I start when I started doing that, it was probably, you know, probably not too long ago that I started really putting it out there, but yeah. you know, it's, I, that's part of the reason that I like this podcast is because it, you know, helps people understand that they're not the only ones. Um, but I've found that it's amazing. And maybe I'd like to know what your experiences is when you, when I tell somebody that I've got mental health issues, um, there's usually two degrees of separation. If that, you know, they, if they don't have it themselves and they've got a sister, brother, father, mother, or kids that have it, do you, do you bring it up much or does it come out much when you're just, you know, your day-to-day -day life? Um, I wouldn't say my day-to-day -day life, but anytime that I'm 
like entering a new relationship, whether it be romantic or friendship or acquaintance. Um, it's definitely something that I bring up pretty, pretty early on in the conversation. And if I'm not bringing it up, then the other person's awkwardly pointing it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like something I can't really hide from just because I live in my body. And unfortunately, my body shows um, some of the struggles that I went through <laughs> and some of yeah. my story. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the more I talk about it, um, it's kind of like inner child healing, like yeah. stuff I've kept hidden for so long and finally being able to open up to it is like soothing. Mm -hmm. Do you have, do you have any specific tools that you use? You know, with anxiety, they talk about different tools. For me, you know, I have to sleep, right? And I mm -hmm. am constantly work, you know, checking my thoughts for those cognitive distortions. And mm -hmm. do you do you have things that you use or that that work for you? Yeah. Um, in the past, I've been on medication, mm -hmm. done therapy and counseling. Mm -hmm. um, right now, and something that's always worked throughout my life for coping has been songwriting. Right. So I'll just kind of hermit and start writing songs <laughs> so it's interesting because a lot of the times you know i've been advised and i do it um journaling yeah is is something people right. do so do you think songwriting is akin to that you know is it like journaling for you yeah 100 percent. especially um the type of songs that i write i like i'm really honest and vulnerable and i mm -hmm. i say it like it is and my experience um and yeah, also I just started doing shadow work um, probably like a couple months ago. And that is very transformative. Can you, I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. I so, can't believe I, you know, I thought I'd heard of everything. Shadow work. Okay. Can you quickly explain to me what that is? Yeah. So shadow work is pretty much, I think they have a few different um, amounts of prompts that you can do, but the one that I'm doing is 16 days. And it's pretty much connecting with your shadow self. So everybody presents one way for themselves and other people. Um, and don't really take the time to introspect and reflect on their past selves and their past traumas. And, um, you know, really think back on why things are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And maybe even some qualities about themselves that they haven't been um, dealing with or, or even, um, you know, recognizing in themselves mm -hmm. so there's 16 prompts um some of them are pretty basic some of them are really deep the last one i did was um when was the last time you noticed self-destructive behavior in yourself um what happened why did you feel that way mm -hmm. and you just write as much as you want to write and yeah it's pretty deep yeah that sounds that sounds great i mean to me it's kind of it sounds similar to uh, thought records. I don't know if you've ever done thought records, but they're, you know, you basically, if you have a negative thought, you write it down and then, and then you um, kind of rate your emotions around it. And then you uh, come out with more realistic thoughts or more yeah. realistic thoughts to, to kind of counter that negative thought. But it sounds kind of similar, except I like the idea of it being guided. Yeah. That's, and that's... Also, it doesn't have to end. Um, negatively like shadow work you can uncover traumas and rediscover yourself but at the same time you can also 
uncover other things like, oh, wow, I have been abused this whole time. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it can be positive and negative, I guess. Just depends on the prompt and your experience. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, negative emotions happen. Um, yeah. it, it's like then from that point, it, it depends on how you deal with them. Yeah. But it sounds like you've you know, you've got a good thing going. It sounds like you, it's, you're, you know, you're an interesting one that you, you know, you kind of identified it in in yourself and um, sort of really worked on yourself. I I think there's a lot of people who get trapped into, you know, they don't, they don't go, they don't go inwards. Um, Lucky for me, depression, anxiety has always thrust me inwards, uh, introspective, Mm -hmm. which is a double-edged sword. Yeah, <laughs> um, because when when I'm in that state of mind, um, I can be incredibly negative. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're a great story. You know, you, you inspiration to many people that that this is how you've you know how how your life has gone and how you've dealt with these this adversity. Thanks. I really just I have had an incredibly hard and difficult life, and I'm only mm-hmm. 23, and um, you know, I just really want to be the person that I never had to look up to, whether that be like someone who is an actor and a singer and just for a kid to look and be like, oh, this person looks like me. They have the same color of skin as me. They're talking about all these issues that my family doesn't talk about. I just, I just really want to be the person that I never had growing up. That's amazing. And, and you're, and, you know, by doing this and, and within, you know, your life, uh, it's great that you're, that you're doing that because you will help people, people, you will help people. And that's a very, you know, it's a noble thing to do. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for taking the time to interview me. <laughs> oh yeah. Anytime, Ebony, thanks so much. Um, I'm just going to quickly uh, whip off your social media in case anybody wants to keep track of ebony in her rising career um her instagram is it's ebony fisher and it's e-b-o-n-i it's ebony fisher um her twitter is it's ebony season and i'll spell that one out too um i-t-s-e-b-o-n-i-s-z-n and if you want to listen to her music soundcloud.com slash ebony fisher Thank you so much for talking to me. Can't wait to see what you come out with in the future. And we'll talk soon, hopefully. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Take care, Ebony. Bye, you too. Thank you for listening to our anxiety stories. If you'd like to support this podcast or Anxiety Canada, go to anxietycanada.com.